Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. And today I am talking with Camilo Medina, who is the singer and guitarist for Chicago band Divino Nino. He is also an amazing graphic designer and just an incredibly creative person all around. And today we talk about how he moved out of the ad world into doing music and graphic design freelance. Um, the new approach Divino Nino is taking on making their next album and why he's been taking so many baths lately. All of this and so much more on today's Music Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a podcast all about music, mental health, creativity, and music careers. And you can find out more at musictherapypodcast.com. We've got upcoming events and past episodes. And speaking of upcoming events, this Wednesday, that's November 10th, we're going to be live at Cafe Mustache. This is a group therapy, meaning we're talking with a full band. It's Hard Femme, Chicago band Hard Femme will be talking with me and we'll see some video, we'll have some comedy, and they will do a live performance. That's at 8 o'clock this Wednesday, November 10th. The doors are at 8. The show starts right at 8.30, $10 suggested donation at the door. I am also playing a show at the Chicago Athletic Association on Thursday evening, November 18th, and you can go to jessicarisker.com to learn more details about how you get there. I'm very excited for that show. It will be in the drawing room at Chicago Athletic Association. So today I'm talking with Camilo Medina. He is a singer and guitarist for the Chicago band Divino Nino. He's a musician and a visual artist. Born and raised in Colombia, he now resides in Chicago. I'm really excited to get to a conversation. We're going to hear some tracks from Divino Nino coming up later in our conversation. First, let's start off with some music from myself. This is Won't You Meet Us in Vegas.
That was Won't You Meet Us in Vegas off the album Big Forever. And now let's turn to my conversation with Camilo Medina. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me well? Yeah. Beautiful. How's it going? Good. Thank you for being on the show. Oh my God. Thank you for asking me. This is fun. Well, we've just, we've just started. It's just fun to talk about <laughs> art and whatever. I've heard a couple episodes already and I'm excited. Good. Okay. Well then uh, I'll start you off with the same question that I ask everybody, which is sort of to uh, give the listeners a peek into your life. So can you describe a typical week for you these days? Yeah. A typical week for me these days. Well, my past two weeks have been very different from, from everything else. Cause like tour started again and live shows started uh-huh. again, which is, I guess the last two weeks looks more like how it usually is for me, which is a uh, typical week is like, I don't know, if I'm not on tour, I'm pretty much just at home designing and recording. You know, that's pretty uh-huh. much, I work from home. I'm a designer and illustrator. I make art and stuff like that. So I'm pretty much just spending time at home and then hanging out with friends in the evenings and in the weekend and stuff like that and meeting with my bandmates to record or, yeah, or on tour. That's pretty much the lifestyle. Are you freelance? Yeah, I've been freelancing for the past five years. Was that scary to start freelancing or did you feel confident? No, it was. I used to work for an ad agency for like four years. Uh And uh, towards the end of it, I was like, um, it just, I wasn't vibing to it anymore. I started discovering the Chicago music scene. Uh And I was just like, why am I working at this like not vibey agency? So I left. And best decision I've ever made for Sherzies. I've been having a ball since for sure. And it's been it's been difficult and it's been a crazy adjustment period. But I love my life right now way better than back then, even if I'm making a little bit less money. That's great. So you're you are connecting leaving the ad world with discovering the music scene? Pretty much, yeah. I've been always I've always like played music and been in bands and shit like that. So when I was at the agency, I was playing in band in Divino still, uh-huh. but uh, but yeah, it was pretty much like when I started going out like, uh-huh. and going to shows and showing, you know, showing up to the agency all hungover and stuff. I was like, man, I gotta get out of here. This is like not vibey. So I know I did. I interned at a uh, music studio in the ad world, and I know that. Drinking was a big part of the culture. A lot of schmoozing. Was that the case at your agency? Uh, Yes, at the agency for sure. Yeah, they have all these parties and money is not even a problem there. Like, it's just like, yeah. And they flew me also to a bunch of places. And Uh like, yeah, just a bunch of drinking. And, you know, whatever. Drinking is with everything. And the music, you know, the music uh, lifestyles has a lot of alcohol. But just... Just, you know, it, it stopped being my thing for sure. Yeah. Okay, so you, you quit and it sounds like you've been doing pretty well if you're doing it for five years, freelancing. Yeah, it's been kind of like the first year I definitely didn't make that much money. I was like, it, it like the goal was like, I'm just going to design apps and logos to uh-huh. make money. And that put my heart there and then go on tour with my band. Uh-huh. But then what ended up happening was that you know, just making apps and, and logos is kind of boring. So, like, I just started posting fun art on Instagram, like, shit that I like. Yeah. And then, you know, homies started hiring me, you know, band, band, like, friends that are in bands were like, dude, can you make me a t-shirt? And I'm like, all right, dude, for 50 bucks, here you go, dude. So I started doing that. Yeah. And that legit started growing. And I think I stopped doing logos and, and app design and shit like that. And I just pretty much started doing stuff for music and developing my craft as a, as an artist. And I guess my voice and stuff like that. But, but yeah. it, it, it took, it took time to even realize that I could do that. Like I, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't start doing that at first for sure. I have a fly here. I'm sorry. I keep going like this. That you could uh, start doing design for musicians and like kind of music products and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I started making like T-shirts, album covers, yeah, uh, just anything with you know anything that I could make my crazy drawings and you know like whoever was cool with my vibe visually. I was just like, yeah, I was to charge super cheap back then. Then you know, and I used to get a lot of jobs like that. And now I'm like, I can't be charging that cheap no more. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, keeping you know keeping my my finances a bit more stable now yeah yeah no that's how I know you is through that's one of the ways I know you is through your album artwork you've done a lot of albums that uh yeah oh like yeah Paul Cherry and uh the curls you did the curls is that right no but I did Paul Cherry and Paul Cherry that flavor album was uh the first like my first client like the first dude that was like I was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks, whatever. And I made it in like a day. And uh-huh. then from then on, it was just like, I legit didn't, didn't stop. That's great. That's so great. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So kind of going back to what your life looks like, you said touring, how much, I know it's been weird the past year, but how much time do you guys spend on the road? Um, the longest tour that we've ever done was like two months and we uh-huh. did that in 2019 like fall of 2019 right before the pandemic uh and that was amazing we were playing support for this band crumb and that legit changed my life like up on before then we've only toured for like 10 days you know like two weeks a uh-huh. week or something like that but that two-month tour was like, oh, this is what's up. It was a big learning experience because we also played for packed rooms. You know, you can play for, you can play a bunch of shows, and but I feel like playing to a room that's kind of packed and people who are in your vibe, that's a great learning experience. So that was two months, and what we just did legit was just a couple of days. I don't think we're gonna uh, tour kind of heavily till next year. Yeah. But we just did, you know, we did the, the festival with Pitchfork, we did mm-hmm. the Empty Bottle, and then we did a little run New York, D.C., yeah. and stuff like that. Just And then we're going to hit uh, L.A. in November a little bit, and maybe Texas, but, like, we're going to keep it pretty chill uh, for this year until we finish the record. We're right now grinding about to finish our new record. Okay, so you're still working on the new record. Yeah, that's supposed, yeah. You said that's supposed to come out, did you say... Uh summer of next year yeah it's yeah it's gonna be like august of next year so where are you at in the process of the record you know like i feel like we've been working on this record forever like for 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 a long time and uh during the pandemic like right when the pandemic started i was just like oh we can finish this record in a month and forget it (laughs) it's like it, it it takes time and like the pandemic, I feel, changed my life, changed everyone's life so much that, like, it's just making music. Just, everything changed. Like, everything was just totally different. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that, took, that took the record to a whole different thing. Like, it, it became totally different during the pandemic, for sure. So now we're right at the end. Like, we're right at the end of it. We're, like, I don't know, I'd say not. 80% done or something like that. Now okay. it's like buckling down and boom, 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 doing it every day. I'm on a schedule. I drew myself a little schedule and, and I'm not taking any design jobs or anything until uh-huh. November 1st, until we're totally done. Oh, okay. Are you organized? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my partner, uh, Kelsey, uh, she, mm-hmm. she really is. And it's like, she works for the Field Museum and she does all this. She understands the, the spreadsheet world. Uh, she, time is like, she works with time really well. I, it's not my forte uh, being organized like that. But, uh, but I, have, I have other strengths. You know, like I, I listen to my body, like to what I want to do. And I'm sensitive to vibe. Is this vibe? Is this not vibe? But I yeah. can fine tune my organizational skills for sure. um so okay so where you are at the album you're 80 percent done so does that mean things are still being recorded or things are still being mixed or both you know it's really wild um when uh my band divino nino released this album called foam Mm -hmm. in like two years ago Mm -hmm. and uh the way that that album was was pretty much like indie band you know standard indie band which is like i hold that guitar my homie holds that guitar bass player drums 
and then I could yeah. write a, a song in acoustic guitar from beginning to end and boom, yeah. that's the song. Now let's record it. And recording that album took, oh my God, it was, it was also, it was, it was pretty wild to, to, to do that. But we learned and I thought, well, we did it once, let's just do it again, but with new songs, you know? Yeah. And, and legit, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we stopped meeting. Like I stopped being able to meet and play together with the band for a yeah. year. Because like it was wild because I saw their bands meeting and stuff like that, but the configuration that we had as a band, we just couldn't meet. Only two at a time could meet. So we that thing, that connection that we had together, that we were playing together uh-huh. and stuff like that, that that stopped like cold turkey. Yeah, and that changed like everything because uh, we went from writing pretty standard songs to now. Now we're working with electronic music, with beats. We're working, uh, we're moving stuff around in logic. It's no, there's no beginning or end. There's yeah. more like a beat, then I threw a verse, then my buddy threw a verse, then we elongated, then we shortened it. Now the possibilities are endless. You know, before it was just like the yeah. intro chorus and ending of the song. Now it's just, it's just loco. It's just, the, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's like just, a collage. I was exactly. listening to, yeah, I was listening to, um, that's kind of my favorite way to record too. I, I was listening to Bleach. I feel like that you especially can hear that with that song. You sent that one along to me. Yeah. And it feels like sections and sections, but all flows, but there's definitely little sections. sure and bleach you know that's a good exercise because we had been working on the record and that's a remix our our friends from triathlon they hit us up and they were like yo can you guys do a remix for one of our songs uh-huh. and honestly we we're like i've never done a remix like i don't know what to do but we we're like all right man let's do it he sent us the you know all the different tracks and that's pretty much what we did which was okay. really well because we did it long distance so I did a little part through a little verse, sent it to the homie, then he sent yeah. it over. We did it. And that's why it sounds so pieced. Like it sounds yeah. it sounds crazy. But like that's how I was feeling. Like I, I listened to it and I still think it sounds insane. Like it sounds it sounds really wild, you know, just like disorienting and stuff like that. And that's legit how we were feeling. So now the 
now that possibilities are endless, you yeah. know, uh, what we're doing now is more than like, oh, we got to finish the guitar or finish the drums. It's more like, yo, let's bring this super wild songs because we have like all the songs or that we have everything. It's just more like bringing them down to earth to something that like somebody can listen to it and be like, wow, that was the beginning of a movie. This is the middle of the movie. This is the end of the movie. I understand the narrative and I enjoyed myself. And this is very In different. terms of the song flow or the album flow, or both? Both, both for sure. We definitely want to, you know, as much as we can make it feel like a narrative from beginning to end, you know, like, a, yeah, have a nice flow. So is there a theme to the album? I mean, obviously there's kind of a musical journey you could take and doesn't necessarily have to have a conceptual theme, but is there a conceptual theme to the album? Yeah, the album is called LSE, Last Spa on Earth, uh-huh. and it's about self-healing, self-love. Uh, you know, it's pretty much, it's like 13, 14 songs and they're each like a chapter of a health book, of a health book, uh, of a self-help book, you know, uh-huh. is, uh, our previous album was about love and our relationships and stuff like that. This is more like, man, we just went through a shitty ass year. I learned a lot about myself. I did, a, you know, we all, everyone in the band went through like, uh, like a cleansing, you know, because it it legit it felt like, um, you know, when life goes like this, when life was going fast before everything stopped, you don't even you don't have if you if you don't want to, you don't have to like uh, sit with your thoughts. Like you legit don't have you can wake up and then go here and then check the Instagram and then go to the show and then do yeah. this and that. You, you can keep moving. But when you're marinating with your thoughts for a year, you're sitting with Satan, you're sitting with the <laughs> devil. And it was an interesting year of like self-reflection and healing. And I feel like a lot of healing happened and, I, and we learned a lot of things. And the record is pretty much like, yo, if we're going through this, I get the feeling y'all are as well. Yeah. So let's, let's heal this, you know, it's very sexual is very um it feels good it's like a spa it's called the last spa on earth because it's got these spa vibes so you know my therapist inclination is to ask you a little more detail about like what you learned or what you were healing from oh, during this past year i would love to talk about that that's legit my favorite thing to talk about you know i think like uh i had been um had been uh, up before the pandemic, like meditating here and there. Uh-huh. And then when I realized that it's just like, yo, this is going to look like this, not for two weeks, not for three months right. or longer. Yeah. It legit, it, I'm a social person. I like kicking it. I love hanging out. It made me like so sad that I'm like, dude, I need to uh, set up, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say regiment, but like I need to do a daily thing, something that I do daily. Like, like a routine. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, every day I'm going to stretch. Every day I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. And then uh, once a week, uh, uh, you know, my friend, I was telling my friend that I'm like, dude, I'm meditating and I'm stretching and I'm running twice a week. And, you know, and I'm singing and I'm drawing every single day. Just uh-huh. just stay, just stay with it, stay with it. And fortunately, I was getting jobs and stuff like that. So I had something to do. Yeah. And I was working from home. I was blessed in that end. But, uh, but then, um, um, oh yeah. But then my friend was like, dude, have you ever taken baths? And I'm like, no. So he sent me like bath salts and like mm-hmm. a little ducky, like a little inflatable ducky. And like, you know, I'm like, you know, what, let me try this out. And I started doing it and now I do it once a week. And I think that was, that was one of the biggest things for like during the pandemic, I started, you know, I put candles in the bath. Uh-huh. You know, uh, meditation music, salt, I'll take a little edible, and I sit in the bath for two hours, not reading, not watching anything, no distractions, legit going in. And I, I, I've never talked to therapists before, but I, it felt like going through like two years of therapy per sitting session. It felt crazy. Like I became, you know, and not in a sad way, but I'll, you know crying often like just cry all the time and it's very healing to cry and it's not like sad crying it's like a lot of beautiful crying it's like oh my god and like uh having these sessions and then the next day all right then also i got 
into reading. I used to not be able to read. My attention span, forget about it. I read one page, I'm thinking about a million things. But then I found out about this guy, Michael Pollan, uh, who wrote a book about psychedelics called oh, sure. Your yeah. Mind. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, this might be my gateway to learn how to read. I, I read that book and oh my God. From then on, I legit feel like I got the skill of reading. And I've read like 14 <laughs> books in a year, legit. Uh-huh. Because now, now I read it. Every time I go to take a shit, I don't take my phone. I take a book in there. And I uh-huh. finish books taking dumps for sure. Easy peasy. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's, I don't really read fiction. I legit read like bruce lee helped book you know what i'm saying like understand psychedelics under books about reality yeah and i feel like the past year just learning like reading books is like a lot of learning and then uh the meditation also helps and these bats oh my god like they're they're the shit i still do it for sure tomorrow is my bath day so i'm really looking forward to that thursday's your bath day you know they they change around like tonight okay. i had this thing like it has to be a weekday that uh-huh. I'm not drinking alcohol. You know, I, I, every time I drink alcohol, the experience is less mystical. At least it feels a little less mystical. Okay. I don't want to be numb. I don't want to be numb in any way to the experience. I want to be soak it all in. And it it it's helped me a lot. Legit. It helped That's me a great. Lot. Have you ever mm-hmm. read the power of now? Oh my God. My mom is obsessed with that book. I've never read it, but that dude is super sick. I think uh, I heard a couple months ago a uh, uh, talk with him and this guy Ramdas. Ramdas is one of I don't know if you know yeah. that guy. He's one yeah. of those you know mystical yogi dudes. Yeah. Uh, that talks you know real yogi and shit. It's a little cheesy, but mm-hmm. I, but I but I like it. I dig it. Like uh, I agree with some of that stuff. And the power of Nashir, my mom is 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 reading is rereading it, uh-huh. and we've been having really good conversations about it. Another thing I started doing is legit talking to my parents every other day while I do the dishes, you know, which is pretty sick because it used to be like, oh, my God, I got to call my mom. But now it's like, all right, time to do the dishes. Let's call the parents. And it's it's pretty sick. You know, we get in conversations. That's so sweet. This is a nice uh, visual of your home life. I also yeah. have a, well, an image. <laughs> I'm not imagining too much, but. The imagery of you in the bath, is that going to make it to the album art at all? I like oh the candles. I hope so. If somebody's <laughs> down to getting a camera in there with me, <laughs> please. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. All of us, uh, all the homies in the band are, have been into this, into this, into this spa vibe. So if it's going to be an album cover like that, all the homies better be in the tub with me, you know? <laughs> Good. Uh, have you watched the Midnight Gospel? Yes, I finished like the entire thing. Absolutely incredible. Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, Those. Duncan, the dude, he has a podcast too. I listened to that podcast. I dig that guy. Pretty, pretty trippy dude. So, okay. Um, that was great. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of where to go. But I kind of want to talk about the band. So, yeah. uh you had said the band and, and uh, that you guys were only able to get together like two at a time during the pandemic, but also just, I guess there's different angles I want to ask about, but one of the things is going on tour for two months. You guys have all worked it out or you guys, I think I'd read that you guys all work other jobs. Is that right? Or does that used to be the case, but you've made no, it. That, so you can- that's correct. That's correct. Uh, it's really wild because for that specific tour, uh, one of our members, uh, our drummer had to quit his job, like legit. But things were like, we were about to like 2020, we were gonna tour again for like another two months the US and then tour Europe and then hopefully play some festivals in South America. Like 2020, play South by Southwest. We were like, all right, let's yeah. go and boom. So the homie quit his job and then boom to nothing. <laughs> And then like it, it was it was really wild. And all the other homies like were like, all right, uh, we're able to kind of like, you know, I think um, uh, Javi, he worked like for those two months. Uh, yeah. He actually worked in the morning every day, which like, man, he's a superhero, like waking up hungover, sleeping two hours and then going to the Starbucks to work code. He does coding. 
okay. yeah, dude. So respect, respect the homie. But yeah, uh, at least for, and and from my end, you know, I'm pretty flexible. I'm pretty flexible. I can, uh-huh. you know, I just work from home. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's the situation. That's great. So was it different for you in that sense? Were you working from home before the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I've been working working from home for like like I said for like five years, and uh, um, so I had some training. You know what I'm saying? Like I think like uh, my partner Kelsey, she started working at home, you know, because of the pandemic, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Man, this kind of sucks." And I'm like, "I know, like I miss like un- legit, I miss taking the train, like having a time to go yeah. from somewhere to somewhere else." And I'm hoping that when I make a little bit more money, I can start renting a studio. You know, like, I I would like to go somewhere else for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about, let's go to the other single that you sent me, which is a single that's been released as Drive. How did you guys, tell me about that song. Yeah, Uh, you know, that Drive, uh, that song, Drive, was supposed to be, you know, I think we really got into this song Gypsy by uh, Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. And the song was supposed to be just... You know, just a vibe, just a song like that, just a solid song, simple from beginning to end. Uh-huh. But then, you know, we started getting into like, yo, like what for whatever reason, the craziest ideas were like the things that we were excited about. So like, oh, my God, what if you throw like a trappy thing? I'll joke it. You know, I feel like during the pandemic, we like the funniest ideas were what kind of made it, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Let's do it. So that song ended up becoming just like. Uh, a really wild, um, I don't know, exploration of where our brains were at.
before the pandemic, what would really inspire us as a band is to go and see the local acts in the city. You know, mm -hmm. so you go to the call, see your buddy there, empty bottle. Okay. And that was the gasoline to like inspire us to keep writing music. When everything stopped, we kind of lost our usual way of getting inspiration. So that couldn't happen anymore. So then we just started sharing songs amongst each other, like our, you know, the band homies. Yeah. And then we just started like finding a lot of music, like contemporary music from Latin America uh -huh. that I don't know if we would have found it, if we would have kept our lifestyle. Uh -huh. And we just started realizing that, oh my God, Argentina has a sick ass reggaeton and trap uh, vibe going on over there. Oh my God, this, this what happened in Mexico here is pretty cool. Oh, in Colombia. And then we just started realizing all this stuff. So our inspiration stopped coming, unfortunately, from the local scene because it wasn't yeah. happening. And it yeah. started coming from whatever is happening in South America. And then I used to like not like reggaeton or any of that shit. I'm like, get that radio stuff away from me. Uh -huh. But, you know, is we found bands that are not doing that that style of music in a you know commercial way, but more in like yeah. a, in, a, in an experimental way, you know, like like weird like weird reggaeton, you know, like weird like Latin trap, uh, Lagunichonga, um, Miss Nina, Catriel, uh, Paco Amoroso. Psh, there's so many, honestly. Like we've been just swimming on this on this new stuff. Uh, so that has been kind of like our main vibe and honestly brought a new aspect of, of like a new way of, 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 of uh, creating music. And honestly, it's the most ourselves we've ever felt as a, as a band and as creative. Like it, it feels good. It feels good because, you know, legit, like, um, uh, like most of our homies in Chicago that play music, like very few speak Spanish. You know, the majority we're the we're the minority at least in our mm -hmm. in our friend group. You know, there's a big Mexican and like Latino uh, community here in Chicago, but the people that we go to shows with and stuff like that is mm -hmm. it's not that it's not that. So yeah. it 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 has been feeling like oh uh, like like we're at home, you know, and it feels really sick too start putting this 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 vibe in chicago like playing in chicago is really emotional really special because it's like yo it's like really excited to like we're just excited to show our friends here like yo this is what we've been into while we haven't seen you guys in a year we've been really liking this weird ass shit hope y'all hope, hope y'all dig it you know yeah um I, yeah i totally and what i've heard so far i love I would also love for you to make, if you haven't already make a playlist of some of the tracks you guys have been like really inspired by, I would love to be introduced to some of the artists that uh, you're oh talking about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have like, if you go to our, our Spotify page, uh -huh. we have a playlist, you know, how artists have playlists. We have one that's pretty good. We haven't updated that in like six months or something, but from what, but, from what I remember, it's, it's pretty like, solid. Okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So when you guys are working on this new stuff and it's more kind of uh, working in logic and kind of arranging pieces and collaging it and all that, are you thinking about how you'll perform it? Uh, you know what? No. However, um, what we just did uh, for you know all the the past couple shows we've played in the past two weeks mm -hmm. was like uh, we played like four new songs from our album and uh. then it was like a good exercise to be like all right how are we gonna do this and legit when we're recording we're not thinking oh my god we can't play that extra synth because we don't right. have any, we're not even thinking like that we're yeah. going as wild as we possibly can. And yeah. I think a band that set us free to do that was this band, The Garden, from uh, California, from, like, uh -huh. Southern California. And, you know, they're a band that, like, uh, is just drummer and bass. And they have a bunch of instruments. However, like, the drummer will legit play half of the song minus drums and bass, you know, on a drum pad. And they'll uh -huh. play to it. They'll play drums. Kind of like how electronic people that play, you know, they do electronic yeah. music, kind of how they do it, you know, like, you know, so Sophie used to do it, just put a backing track or like a DJ and then boom and then go. So yeah. it's been a really fun experience to mix our, 
usual band stuff where we're playing mm -hmm. together. Mix that with like electronic, you know, like some some songs are just like uh, the drum pad hitting the entire song minus the bass, and there are homie mm -hmm. JVs playing bass, homie Pierce playing drums, and then the three of us are just jumping around with a microphone like a clown, you know. So, are you introducing new gear into you know? to be able to reproduce some of these sounds. I mean, I, I definitely feel you don't want to be limited when you're recording, you're just kind of doing whatever. Will you be bringing yeah. more stuff to the live performance yeah. pads and things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Pierce has always had a drum pad, but now mm -hmm. JB, uh, our, our homie that plays the keys, he bought an SP4 and that has been super helpful. And then we have another sampler in front of us that, uh, Javi and Guillermo are using. So there's three samplers going around and each okay. button can play an entire song. So it's just mm -hmm. unlimited possibilities. And it's been, oh my God, legit, the most fun I've had playing live ever, for sure. This past couple of shows, never had, I mean, for many reasons, you know, because we just went through a year of not playing and that yeah. sucked ass. So like playing feels really good. But also because for half of the set, I don't have, I'm not holding my guitar. Mm -hmm. And it feels really good to walk around with a microphone. It feels yeah. really special. I really like doing that. Yeah. So, like, it feels exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to, like, for this to be my life, you know, for, like, all right, dude, like, we're going to go on a long-ass tour. And for a lot of it, I'm just going to be walking around the stage with a microphone. Love doing that. Do you guys record to a click? Um, yeah, we... We, we used to not do that and try to get the, the vibe live. But I think, you know, unless we're like super, super tight, it just wasn't working out for us. So right now, instead of like, we don't do the kind of thing where like our drummer will put a track and try to follow it. Like we're not, we don't really do that right now. Most of the tracks, we start them out electronically. So we're, uh -huh. we're like making beats and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're recording on top of beats. And then what we're doing now a lot, now, now that we got a, a studio, we're now recording a lot of acoustic drums on top of beats just to give okay. it that organic vibe. So yeah, everything is, uh, you know, sec you know, everything's working on a grid because yeah. we just want to have the freedom too, which honestly that freedom, yeah. you know what I relate that freedom a lot to, uh, you know, painters, you know, I'm not much of a painter. I, I'm, you know, my background is in design. So when mm -hmm. I make a composition, if I have a yellow circle and a blue square, I can always make the blue square smaller or bigger, move this a little small, yeah. move this a little to the right, left, until I get my, you know, until I get the elements already, you know, in place. So like, okay, I like this. Most painters usually is just like, you know, you can always paint on top and shit like that. But whatever you're doing, you're pretty much you're just reacting to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you if you make if you make a flower, you're not you know it's very hard to it's impossible to shrink it and move it to the left. You know what I'm saying? As a yeah. painter, you have already in the back of your head the, how the composition is gonna look. Mm -hmm. In the same way, I thought it was gonna be easier to work in the grid because we can move shit around, but it's actually not like that because it's, it's similar in the way that. Now that you have more possibilities, it's just like everything is endless. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think having the skill of like understanding, like, all right, let's move this a little bit. Like we're learning how to, we're learning that skill to work like this. Because before it was a little easier when we had the intro, verse, chorus, and ending, you know, because right. we're just stuck to that. That freedom is fun, but also dangerous. You're kind of composing in that way too, and it can feel kind of infinite yeah. with choice. Do you feel like, uh, you know, your design skills apply to when you're creating music? Like, are you, for example, trying to stick with within a certain palette of sounds or trying to keep it or do any of those? Yeah. I, um, you know, at least lately, I'm really hoping to not do that. I'm really hoping to like, uh, not stick to absolutely anything like mm -hmm. rules out of the window mm -hmm. uh boundaries none of that none mm -hmm. of that i you know and with design which is honestly slowly i'm um, i'm working my way out of the design world uh -huh. in the sense where like uh you know i 
five years ago, I thought legit, I'm like, I want to be a designer that makes album covers and gets editorial jobs and pitchfork, you know? And then like six months later, I was doing that and I was like, oh my God, this is so sick. But I'm not, but then, I don't know, maybe okay, I've realized that at least for the past year, I'm like, okay, I've been doing what I thought I wanted to be doing. And I don't think, I think little by little, I want to get myself out of the service industry, the design service industry, where like a band comes and you're like, yo, Camilo, we want the name of our band with flames, with a dragon here and a skull. Can you do that for us? You see, I have a set of boundaries. I have to utilize the band name. It needs to be like legible. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I am right now working on like get myself out of that and more like find my, my own voice as a, as a visual artist. Uh-huh. And hopefully, hopefully for that to make sense with the world and hopefully the world can support me like that. As opposed to designing for people, um, a lot of the stuff that I make, I'm not, I'm not posting it. But every day I'm working on my drawing skills. Uh-huh. I bought a little easel and I'm trying to develop a visual language, my way of communicating legit, like from the heart, like whatever I want to make. No design, no boundaries, no color palettes no themes, no nothing, just whatever, as free as possible. So that's where I want to get myself visually. And yeah. that legit is where I want to get myself uh, with music. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah, right now limits, limits can be exciting, but I'm not interested in limiting myself at the moment, for sure. Yeah, that's great. I love that answer. Um, mm-hmm. Are you, do you, <laughs> what's your relationship with, you know, creating? Do you ever get frustrated with what you're doing or not not coming out the way you wanted to or how does that feel for you all the time like the majority of the time is like not coming out you know it's really it's it's such a it's such a process you know it's such an interesting process um i guess i would say that you know with with design is just kind of like you know there's a goal, a specific goal. What I love about art is that the goal is just the truth, truth that is beautiful. That's the only goal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I, don't I, know. I like, I don't know what you mean by that, but we can, yeah, talk about that. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is just like with design, it's just like, there's a legitimate goal. It needs to say Divino Nino and we need to put it behind the shirt. Okay. And, and, and with art, with visual art it's just like, it can be any color. It can be any, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So it allows me, it allows me to feel more free and gel, more jelly with the, more, more like yeah. jello, like with the, with, with the process. And right now, for example, like I love experiments since this is what I do every day, legit every day I'm making music and visual arts. Then I love experimenting with myself with like, all right, let's draw. How does it feel to draw really early in the morning? All right. I'm stuck. Let me take a break, go take a walk or a run, come back and look at it again. All right. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to paint at like, I don't know, uh, 2 a.m. or like at midnight? Like, how is my brain here? How does my brain like to paint after like not smoking weed? All right. How about smoking a little weed, a little bit of weed? And doing all these things helped me just get to know myself better. Like I'm like, just like, I feel like every human being that makes art, we're utilizing our making the song or making the drawing we're utilizing those as vehicles to understand ourselves better to get to know ourselves you know these are tools to understand ourselves from within and like that is legit how i use all of these things the the creative process is the journey to the center of the self you know what it what you know somebody who's been um He's pretty accomplished in, in, you know, your artwork, both musically and with graphic design. If somebody is maybe a little earlier in their process and they're feeling frustrated, what have you found effective for working through that frustration? You know, it's like the stupidest advice, but legit, I realized that, you know, I feel like everyone, first of all, everyone is on different journeys. So what was a struggle for me may not have been the struggle for somebody else. But the biggest struggle for me was that I legit was 
uh, trying to do what I thought I was supposed to do based on what culture, family, and friends tell me. So if culture tells me, yo, you got to be pitchfork best in music, and if my mom is like, yo, Camilo, got to be making at least 40000 a year, and if my friends are like, yo, dude, you got to get a full sleeve to be cool, you know what I'm saying? If I'm listening yeah. to all of these exterior things, yeah, uh, it's harder to understand what am I supposed to be doing as a, as, a, as a creature in an ecosystem? Because ultimately where we are, we're all these little human beings. Uh, and I, I believe that the ideal is to reach our potential. You know, we're all different. We have different talents. And mm -hmm. it's to understand, yo, do I, do I vibe better here? Okay. Then yeah. if this is what I should be doing. If I'm a, I'm a flower, all right, then let's uh take paths that allow me to reach my potential as opposed yeah. to fit into what somebody else is doing so for me the biggest thing was that i just kept listening to everyone else too much doing what i thought was the good thing and lately uh, the biggest realization is just like yo spend less time there and follow your bliss whatever gets you really stoked that's what you should be doing if you ain't stoked about it you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing that, you know, and I know it's difficult because we all got to have jobs and stuff like that. But the key is to legit whatever we're super stoked about that's chances are that's how you will better develop as a human being. Okay, great. I'm curious, maybe we could talk about this and then we could kind of wrap up with, you know, what you have going on. But I'm curious how the way, you know, you kind of present it sounds you seem optimistic and it sounds fun to work with you. And I'm wondering how the band, you know, how you guys all work together. It sounds the way you're describing it. Like it's very much a team effort. Does it feel that way? Yes. And it's, uh, I'm glad you asked that question because, um, uh, one of the biggest things I think that I've learned is that, uh, what makes, you know, a soccer team, what makes a soccer team really good is not the goalie to have the strongest legs and be the fastest, you know? Like, that's a great asset. But what makes a soccer team sick is the individual ability that all the team members have to collaborate. To, yo, you pass the ball here, I'll pass it there, and boom. Uh -huh. If we get the... And, you know, everything's a skill. You know, playing the piano. If you want to learn how to play the piano, you got to sit on the piano for hours every day. And I think that collaborating with human beings is also a skill that you can work on. And I think like uh, this past year has been, I've realized the importance of um, that we're, we're a team. It's not about, yo, how many songs can I sing and how, how cool can I play? Like, that's all important. I'm going to work in my skill. But uh, understanding that we're each holding a tent, you know, we're like, uh, we're each like the, like the Power Rangers. You know what I'm saying? We all work as a team. We each have a color and understanding when should you come in? When should you step back? When mm -hmm. should you go here? When should you go back? is really important. Uh, preparing for like Pitchfork and all these shows, we stayed in a cabin in uh, the Smoky Mountains for like 10 days. Uh -huh. It was a beautiful cabin. Uh, we had like we plugged everything in the living room, you know, the PA system. So instruments plugged in at all times. It was 10 days. We had a hot tub outside and stuff looking uh -huh. at the mountains. It was beautiful. Um, but a really beautiful experience was, um, you know, uh, spray cans are illegal in Chicago. But, mm -hmm. you know, when we went to Walmart there to buy food, there was like a section with spray cans. So we're like, yo, let's let's buy a bunch of spray cans because what the hell not? And then the whole band, we ended up like doing psychedelics and we had a big tart, you know, that we, we put it outside and it was raining and it was like 2 a.m. or whatever. And then we did this little, you know, like Javier would do like a little mark, just how we play music. Javier would do a little mark and uh -huh. then the other homie would be like, oh, sick. I'll react to it with another color like this. And uh -huh. then somebody else would go like, yo, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do and then we started making this image together, spray, yeah. you know, kind of similar to how we make music. Yo, your keyboard part kicks in, bam, you know. And we came up with this image that I was like, wow. We, we ended up using the image for our backdrop at, at Pitchfork. It's just the spray uh -huh. painted mess. But to me, it looks so sick and legit is like, uh, 
uh, it just made me realize that the how beautiful it is to like, you know, understand that we are not this individual. You know, there's this maybe I don't know if it's an American idea, but it's this like idea that the genius, the independent person that'll reach the CEO mentality. I'm going to climb over my friends to get to the top. You know, that individualistic mentality, I think is kind of poisonous. And I think like, I don't know, based on, you know, I guess my girlfriend told me this, but based on the latest research, you know, we used to think that it was like battle of the fittest type of thing, you know, like the best wins competition. But the truth is that what makes us strong as a species is collaboration. If we understand how to collaborate with each other, that is what's up. Like, uh, so I think that to me has been like a really beautiful understanding that I want to keep developing it because I realized that it, it makes us a better band and it makes me, you know, a better family member, a better friend gives me more awareness. It's just like, it's good in every level. If you, are able to get the skill of collaboration. Do you guys ever disagree on an idea? You know, I think like, it, this, is, this is how it works. It, it, it'll be something like Javi goes like, yo, I think we should, uh, we should do a bass line like this or we should do a drum like this. Mm-hmm. And like, and I was just like, okay, here, let's hear it. And then I'm like, all right, but how do, what if we do it like that? And then everyone would be like, oh, okay. And then the other homie was like, no, what if we do it like this? So I think before we disagree, and this is something that we're not even trying to be good people or anything like that, but like, it, it really is about like, every idea needs to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. everything needs to be like, let's listen, before we say no, it's ridiculous to say no before hearing it. Because uh-huh. a lot of the times it's, it's just an idea may sound bad, like when you, when you say it with words, but when the homie yeah. plays it, it's like, ah, oh, shit. And like, you know, I feel like we've realized with the band that the more open that we leave the door, like the more that we try to seal the door, it's like, this is the way. Uh, the less fun we have, the less laughing yeah. happens. Yeah. And the more structured it is and, and the more limited the other homies will feel. And what we wanted to feel is like, at least for the five of us, door, doors open, baby. Like we can mess up the whole song, whatever. We can always command Z, go back, no problem, you know? So that's easy, easy like that. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Um, I I would love to have you guys sometime. I do what's called group sessions where it's with the full band conversation. Then there's a live performance at Cafe Mustache. I think it would be so. I love how you talk about the band. I would love to talk to all of you. If you guys are ever open to it. That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the boys are so cute, too. Uh, you'd love it. Um, well, can you tell us like what's what's on the horizon for you? Got the album coming out next summer. You're working on it. Is there anything that you want to tell people out about uh, that's coming up? Um, you know what? Not 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 really. Like right now, like I said, we're you know working on finishing this record this year, and then we're just gonna be on tour next year. Right now, it's like. Uh, we're not in the time of announcing like, all right, guys, we're going to be on tour. Everybody like, you know, go by t- like none of that shit right now is our yeah. we're 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 still flipping the patties. You know, we're still cooking right. it up. Awesome. That's so great. I have really enjoyed talking to you. I found it very inspiring. I love hearing how you work and how you guys work together. I'm really excited for the new album. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys are making. Oh, my God. Thank you. Such a pleasure to talk with you as well. This is like, so this is legit, like my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm glad that you reached out to talk about this. I want to thank Camilo Medina for his time today. I really love talking with him. I feel very inspired talking with him. I know there's a lot of news that Divino Nino has on the horizon. So keep a lookout for them. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for show notes and links and all those good things. Please subscribe. Give us a rating, all of that stuff. Come out to Cafe Mustache Wednesday night, November 10th to see Hard Femme. And I hope you guys are hanging in there. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Hope you guys are doing well, and see you next week.